Oh, there we go. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. I've got my good buddy here, um, real estate investor extraordinaire, Leon Bailey. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about um, Airbnb. But um, Leon, before we do, and, and thank you for being here, really appreciate it. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm a Virgo. No, I'm just playing with you. I'm from, um, I'm from um, Harlem, New York. Um, went to Hampton University, relocated out here once I got married to my wife, um, Bernita Bailey, have two wonderful kids, Trey and Layla, and I enjoy real estate. Real estate's been, um, been great for me. Absolutely. So I've kind of watched your career over the years. I don't even know how many years it's been, but it's been a while. Yeah, um, it's been a, been a minute. <laughs> and so, um, what, so what did you do before real estate? Um, before real estate, I was working with, well, I would say I had, had my own little t-shirt company and entertainment company back in college. Um, but then when I moved up here, I was working with 7-Eleven. And that's when I kind of got introduced to like the real estate opportunity inside the business. Okay. All right. So you've kind of been an entrepreneur your whole life. You, you, so you had that t-shirt business yeah. in Hampton, right? Yes. Yes. T-shirt business in Hampton. And um, it was me and my buddies. Um, my partners, it was um, Clothing Line, AG Global Power, Armageddon. We had it in all the stores, um, went to like traveling magic shows and had it in over like 200 stores across the country and um, in different countries through outside of the United States and even Japan. So it was um, got to get us to travel. I got to see a lot of things and understanding, um, you know, profit and law statements and just really how to grow and be an entrepreneur in the business field. That's important because a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs, but they don't realize that business side. So accounting and P&Ls mm -hmm. and all those kinds of things is, is important in business. So understanding the numbers really is really is what drives business. It's just kind of understanding the numbers or getting someone that can help you with those numbers. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you mentioned 7-Eleven. You're not behind the counter um, pulling out pizza and um, and beef patties, are you? Well, I'm not going to lie. I did that for a little bit. So with 7-Eleven, what happened was um, when I moved up here, I was interested in getting a franchise. Um, and then they had an opportunity. They were looking for what we call field consultants, district managers. So my wife was like, why don't you work for them first to see how it is? And part of the process in becoming a field consultant that you have to work your way up through the process. So I did all the stuff as far as working the shifts, um, managing stores, to then um, being able to um, coach and give direction to franchisees on how to run their business. Um, so yeah, I did, I did that for uh, several years, about 10 years. But like I said, prior to when I got that job, they came up with this real estate um, opportunity where 7-Eleven was looking for real estate managers to run their territories. And um, I interviewed for the opportunity, did not get it, um, but I was told that I needed more experience. So what I took was I need to go get my real estate license and that birthed my career in the um, to real estate and the win-win is is now i'm actually a real estate manager for 7-eleven full circle years later um running the northern virginia market west virginia market and prince george's county and so you you, you got your real estate license and you didn't just use it for 7-eleven what'd you do with it oh so first of all that was the thing so once they told me i didn't get the job as a real estate manager or real estate rep at that time I still had the license, so I said, I got to put it to work. And um, I started, first thing I did, first listing I did was my own house. 
the prices was going up in the market. And I said, you know, I could do this. And I listed my first property, which is my house. And I sold it for the highest dollar amount that was ever sold in that neighborhood. Um, and it was, it was great. I mean, at that point, once that house sold, then I had a lot of customers, my neighbors, they were like, Hey, you can sell my house. And then it became a whole nother situation where my, um, my part-time job per se, um, exceeded the income of my main job. So it, it was really great. And so, so now, um, within real estate, you're selling real estate, you're investing in real estate, um, kind of take us just a little couple years back. Um, what type of investments did you do? What were your strategies at that time? So I would say, you know, sometimes you could be doing stuff and not even know what you're doing. Um, initially, my first investment would be when I just graduated from Hampton. Um, I was dating this, this female, beautiful female. I could say she's a beautiful female because she's my wife. <laughs> um, and so she was like, hey, you got this little clothing company. You're doing really well. Um, you know, why don't you get your own place? At that time, everybody had roommates and that's what we was doing. So I ended up buying a property down there once I graduated and it was um, a nice little two bedroom townhouse that I got for a good, um, I want to say it was like maybe $65,000 VA loan assumable that you get to assume the VA loan. I wasn't military, but I got to assume it to the point that I remember it like yesterday when I closed on the deal, I got a check back for like $5,000 and I was like, this is great. Um, but once I closed on it and I saw this big house, I was like, I don't need this for myself. And I moved one of my friends in and he could take the bottom floor. So his rent initially covered my mortgage. So I was doing house hacking before people was even talking about it. Um, and then I used, and then from there I moved up here, you know, years later and I still had that house and then I eventually sold it. Um, and then that, that house actually sold for, I want to say like 160, 165. Um, after having it for so many years. And then I used that money to start doing my real estate investing up here in Maryland. And so when you got started, cause I, I remember many years ago, um, there's, I think there was a house in was a Capitol Heights or something that, that, oh, wow. uh, that either we, I don't remember, we wholesaled or you wholesale, you wholesale it to me. I don't remember. How did that one go? That was the only wholesale deal you ever gave me, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, um, no. Yep, it was on um, kayak. I remember it like yesterday because like that, that. that's what got that's what got me addicted to wholesaling, and um, you know, it was great. I mean, when we closed that deal, I was looking behind my mirror, my rear view, like, is this legal? Like, you know, because I and I even came in the office. It's like, is everybody cool right now? And then. And then I think um, I think it was Carlos that gave you the deal, if I'm correct. Um, and then, yeah. And, 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 and anyway, it was just one of those situations that everybody was happy, even the person that we sold the house to. And then he ended up flipping it and made a good amount. But I was just like, yeah, that was good. But the only thing for me that I didn't like so much about wholesaling is that it's far in between. It's like you could do a lot of work and the deal could crumble or that at the same time, um, you can always, you can, it's almost like, it's like a high that you're chasing. You're like, I want to do it again. I want to do it again. But you never know when you're going to get that deal to make it happen versus where other things are more controllable. So I, I started with wholesaling with you on that. I think that was probably only maybe my, maybe my one and my only. Um, after that, I tried to go after some more, but really my success has been with buying and holding and, and some flipping as well. And, and um, yeah, talk to us about holding, because I think back then, and even now you are, you're buying and holding um, condos. Wow, you got a great memory. 
So yeah, so actually, um, so my strategy back then was after I bought my own property in Capitol Heights and I flipped it, um, I actually said, okay, now that I got this money, what am I going to do? And then I said, well, I need to put it in something that I could um, afford to. So um, I bought condos, I bought two condos. I had a friend that actually um, just moved down here and he was looking to move somewhere. Um, so I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll buy this condo, fix it up. And, and then he moved in one, then I had another one that I bought and then fixed it up. And then it was just, the condos for me were just the simple maintenance. Um, you know, you have any issues or anything like that, your condo association would take care, you know, the roof leaks and stuff like that for the most part. And when you're dealing with a condo, you're dealing for limited space. So your, your CapEx is going to be limited to but so much you're going to expend. So I, I liked it. And I was looking at that. If I get in a condo for the right price, I could actually pay it off within five years. And then I can just have constant cash flow. And that's what I was looking for. Because in my mentality, I was like, the more cash flow and properties that I can have, the more I can have to replace my salary. And then I could just, you know, live off of that. And so at what point did you do a, um, a mind shift or strategy shift into Airbnb? Um, so what happened with the Airbnb, I had, a, I had, I had a duplex in Myrtle beach. So when I, I was, I was doing long distance, um, rentals down there and they were on annual rents, but it was just like, I always had to do a lot of work. Um, you, when you're in real estate, you can know when somebody is giving you the runaround. Basically, as far as what, why is my tenant money late or what's going on with these repairs, these repair costs to fix the toilet is like, you know, $400. It's just like everything was just not adding up. So um, I, I started going down there. I started renting the properties myself. And then when I saw the, the shift in dynamic of like um, hearing about VRBO, it wasn't so much Airbnb at that time. It was like the VRB, VRBO and stuff. I said, I could probably make this place that and see what it is. And um, in comparison where that property was probably making, let's say, eighteen dollars to $20,000 annually off of the rent, I probably will make now double that in three months. And so your air, so, so talk, talk about, so you went from, having um, annual income and renting out that duplex in Myrtle Beach. It wasn't on the on the right on the water, was it on the beach? No. Uh, so it's not it's not oceanfront. No, it, it was. Water water. Yeah. So, it's like walking so you went from that to um, turning that one into an Airbnb. Correct. Um, to actually buying a piece of land right on right on the oceanfront. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So once. Um, so that so Atlantic Beach where where the property is where, where where I had the properties where my wife's family would go down and do our vacations so when we was down there all the time visiting her grandmother and hearing all the stories about the great black pearl um we we kind of fell in love with the beach you know it's a historical black um, beach that back in the days where you know everybody on the east coast it was pretty much the only black beach that you know through segregation people was allowed to be at so it, was, it has like for those that know the history of black wall street greenwood it, it has that same type of vibe um so we we loved it and this this land that when we first got married we saw this abandoned land on the ocean we was like wow one day it'd be great if somebody we can do something like this and i think the property was listed for some obscene amount of like a million dollars so we went down the street and we saw that duplex for sale that was like lightly renovated 
for like 180. He was like, well, we'll start with this and then maybe one day. And then the market crashed. And, um, you know, one day became an opportunity and we went after it. And so then, so tell us about that journey, buying from buying the land to, to doing the, the construction, um, doing it all at a distance. I mean, that, I, I remember all of those, you show me plans and all those kinds of things. Tell us about that journey. Um, I mean, it, it's, it was a leap of faith, um, but it's kind of like, how would I say this? When you know, when you know your purpose and you feel like you're comfortable, because I felt like by the time I got to that point, I already done flipped several houses, been part of several renovations. I already was um, had my condos that I was renting out. Um, so I, I, I was familiar with the construction process. Uh, the only hard part, and it's not the hard part, was getting to understand the purchasing of land. Um, you know, with land purchasing, that's a whole different situation where you want to make sure that you do your due diligence. Um, you know, feasibility studies, testing soil, so on and so forth. So that that was that was interesting within itself. But I mean, for what we did was our first thing was let's secure the property as far as the land, and then we'll figure out how we're gonna build it like later. So we bought the land and then held the property for almost about a year or two. Um, and then we was able to because I mean, total transparency, when you when you start going into doing um multiple properties such as like second homes like airbnb and stuff um and you're going to do from new construction the financing part is what you have to really pay attention to so for me it was just you know for realtors back in the days um, a lot of people just you know you take your write-offs and you're not really showing the income you need to make sure that you're showing your income because how is the bank going to lend you fee um financing to be able to qualify to do what you need to do so just had to really make sure that my house was in order um, and that we had the capacity to go after it to build what we wanted. So interviewing builders, um, seeing what they're going to visit down because I live in Maryland. So we was driving down on a, and flying down sometimes, you know, to go visit and meet with builders to see their properties and see what they did and reviewing plans. Um, but at the end of the day, what we did was we, we created our own plan um, or for some like I would say like a hodgepodge taking different ideas that we saw from different places and then we had an architecture draw it up for us and then we got it priced out so um and then and then we went from there i mean i would say building new construction whether it's close distance or far distance it's 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 it's, it's the same new construction um the one thing that i did like that that builder had was this um uh they had a program called build a trend where they would every day they show you what was scheduled to happen and then they'll take pictures and upload so you can see. So, I mean, even down to the weather, if it's going to rain and nobody shows, it will show you that. So I was able to keep up with the whole process throughout that whole time. Oh, nice. Uh, probably a lot of their clientele, um, you know, lives out of town or, or kind of absentee owners. So that's good. Right. That's a good, that's a, that's an excellent program. Mm -hmm. And so tell us, so, so what's the name of the, of the property and, and what, what is it? How many bedrooms, how many bathrooms? Oh, well, shoot. Let me see. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, the property is, um, the property is, um, Bailey's blue. I'll, I'll leave right there for a second. It's Bailey's blue ocean view. Um, it's a five bedroom, um, four bath. Um, beach house that sits right there on the ocean. So if anybody want to take a look at it, Bailey's Blue Ocean View, you can just Google it. Um, 
what I, I, I'm, ha I'm happy to say that we've um, we've been running it now. We're going on our third year, and um, it's it's probably been no, not probably. It is the best investment that I've made, and I've been you know I'm always happy to tell people like they're like, how does Airbnb? How do I like it? And I say I don't like it. I love it um, so much that we just um, closed on the opportunity to just start our, our next project right now. All right. So, so what is your next project? Another, are you buying another piece of land and you're going to build again? So, yeah. So what we did this year, so this year, um, I started, I started this year with a flip because I actually, you always say like in November, uh, I remember like sitting in your classes, um, you know, that's when you need to start planning what your next year needs to look like. So in my next year, what I was looking at, I was really trying to see how I can get another Airbnb. Um, and really that consumed me all of last year. Um, but I was, I was really trying to work hard on um, finding that other property. And it's, that was, it wasn't hard. It was hard because when you have that itch and you want to look at, um, you want to find anything, you're willing to buy anything, but that's what we had yeah. to sure that we didn't do so yeah that's not the right mindset exactly so but once got, yeah so i had to get my mind i had to get my mind right and get my mindset correct so what ended up happening was in the beginning of the year a short sale that i had on a contract for like two years prior just continue extending i finally was able to get to, to come through and um they were they they said that um you're approved to go through with the deal and i started working on that rehab and then once I started working in that rehab, I got a phone call um, from somebody in Myrtle Beach saying, hey, the property across the street from you, the owner, they heard about you, that you was interested in buying something. They want to find out, would you be interested in this? And I said, yeah. So here I am doing a rehab that I was just thinking about. I was going to hold because I was telling everybody about this property, you know, that this is a good property. And I'm thinking about holding it because I knew that it can make a good amount of cash flow. But then I said, wow, it's amazing. Now I got this opportunity back in Myrtle Beach. So. Um, I, I, I went through that process of flipping the property and I'll be the first to tell you flipping is not my thing. I, I mean, I, 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 but that's why I love, I love, I love, I love, I love being in the team, you know, with BRS, um, because it's, it, I don't have to be the subject matter expert in everything. So that's when I reach out and I called you, but you know, I reached out to Marquise, um, but my man, Steve got to give Steve queen all the props. Because when I had issues with my contractors, he came through with a team and he gave me his ace team um, to come did, in. Did, um, did Steve's team come and try to beat up your contractors? Nah, they didn't come to beat them up. But, um, <laughs> you know, Steve got a special team. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> he got a special team and, and they get it done and they get it done. So I, I just really want to thank him um for, for for sharing that stuff, because in this in this real estate game, everybody's not going to share their resources. Um, and, and it wasn't even like, Hey, I'm going to do this and put a little tip on or whatever. I mean, he just like, yo, whatever you need, I just want to see you win. So because I was able to get that job done in a timely fashion, I was able to close on this deal in Myrtle beach. And the way that that deal was structured was based off of everything that we talk about in our investment classes, using the Mayo strategy, making sure that. So when I say the Mayo strategy, we're talking about trying to get stuff at 70% ARV. And the reason why I love so much doing the development side is because it's okay to flip a house, right? But you're getting a house after the house is built. But if you start getting everything from the very beginning and you can get a great deal just on the dirt, 
that means all profit is coming up right after that. So even before this next property is already complete, I probably would make three times that I would make on a flip. And then the fact that the, the, the mortgage and everything will cash flow and take care of itself within the summer months just makes it an extra plus. So even when the bank had to give me an appraisal value, the appraisal value came in right next to my ARV. So when I talk about that's why I like as far as the, the development and, and the whole town planning thing, because me actually now I work with the redevelopment board of Prince George's County and I've got a, I got more of an insight of town planning and, you know, how do you do like the whole development planning of everything? I've taken that 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 information and applied it in how I do business. Um, whether it's actually like like what I was telling Steve, I was like, with this particular flip, Steve, I'm trying to only work with minority contractors. And he was like, why are you going to handcuff yourself like that? I said, because this is something I'm passionate about. You know, I'm trying I'm passionate about making sure MBEs are getting their fine, fine opportunity, you know, to work as well um, and, and creating these opportunities. So, you know, he was like, all right, well, I'm going to give you this guy, you know, but this would be the other guy. But he's like, hey, if this is what you want, we can do it. So. Um, yeah, so so back to your story as far as this 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 particular opportunity and 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 the, um the what we call now Bailey's Lighthouse because that was that's the theme for the the next property. It is on the ocean front. Um, it's eight bedrooms and wow. and it's um eight bedrooms, seven baths. Wow. Um, and it's twice as big as Bailey's Ocean View. So wow. coming in about about forty six hundred square feet. That's amazing. Congratulations. You and Benita, man, you guys are doing it and doing, yeah. doing it the right way. Doing it the yeah, right way. Yeah, absolutely. You got to pace yourself. And I want to just say just when I tell people as far as um how you do this, you pick, pick, pick your strategy, work the process, trust the process. Because like I said, I got really distracted because I was really wanting to buy something. And there was one deal that if you spoke to my wife, she'll tell you like for like three months, I was just sick. And I, I thought I wanted to get this property so bad and I missed out on it for five thousand dollars because mm. I was doing my mail strategy. And I was like, this is the number I should get it at. But if I would have bought that property three months later, I wouldn't be able to close on this one. So mm. it, it, it's just, you know, it's just got to trust the process. Trust the process. You've got to be disciplined. You can't just jump out and buy anything because you've got that itch. Absolutely. And sometimes you just got to be patient. Got to be patient. I, I've seen a lot of investors make mistakes because they're so anxious to get out there and do something that, you know, they buy anything. And, and you know, that's the number one mistake investors make is buying properties wrong at the wrong price. Mm -hmm. So you guys are doing everything right. I, I, I hear a lot of excitement in your voice when you're talking about this stuff. When you're thinking about the numbers and the equity and the appreciation and the cash flow. How, how exciting is, is this for you and, um, and your wife? So, I mean, the exciting part is, is, is that it's a whole family thing. You know, I mean, everybody's involved, um, you know, like my son, he actually, if you went to my IG page, um, he drew out the whole design of the pool that we have built over there. Um, you know, I mean, my wife, yes, I give her mad props because everybody be like, who decorated the house? I'm like, that's, that's all Bernita. So everybody's playing their, their part and being engaged into it and everybody's excited. Um, but the real part is just when you see somebody close to you, dreams or vision manifest, that's the that's the real part, because I, I see how we like 
it just transfers to my kids. Like, you know, they see that what we're working at and, 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 and how it's manifesting and how we have these visions. And, you know, we said that it would be great if we can get this other property or we can get this other oceanfront property and then it happens. So we just we just hope that this gives them that life skill that they can understand that whatever they come to want to be can be um, because it's whatever you think if you can do, you know. Absolutely. And just know that they're watching. And so okay. it's up to us as as parents um, to set that example, um, to be that kind of that role model for them. Um, and they're watching. My daughter watches what I do. Oftentimes she doesn't say anything, but she's watching and so now she's got a fixer upper that she just bought i think it was last month yeah she bought on her birthday yes beverly you know i see how she's moving out there yeah she's doing things i see her yeah yeah so we're we're in the process of renovating that now so that she can move in and so and i told her beverly your goal is next year you've got to buy another one this one you're, you'll rent out or you'll move into this one and rent out the one that you just bought last month and so our kids are watching so we've got to We've got to make bold moves, calculated, do our research, our due diligence. And that's what you guys are doing. Let, let's kind of dig in a little deeper on Airbnb because I know a lot of people are interested in Airbnb. What are some of the intricacies of Airbnb? Like how, how do you how do you really manage? I remember during the pandemic, Leon and I live in the same neighborhood. And so and we both walk. I think he started walking after I started walking. I'm his role model. I'm, I'm just joking, Leon. <laughs> No, I remember bumping into you last year um, while we were walking and it seemed like you were just managing your whole Airbnb on your phone. You were showing me how to let somebody in the garage and just how to manage the whole security. And so how are you managing that that um, your first property there? No, you're right. Um, so everything now I have digitized. Everything is through technology. So um I have I have the different apps, my security apps. Uh, they they change daily as far as my um, my key locks. So the people that whoever is going to be staying at a property for their stay, if it's going to be seven days. It can stay for seven days and then it resets. Um, I have cameras on on all the properties on the exterior, so I can see when people are checking in. Um, I can see if trash wasn't picked up. If you know, I have it to the point where even my um, my housekeepers that, you know, they check in with the cameras like Mr. Bailey here, boom, boom, boom. Whether I'm watching or not, they're just going through the whole process. So I've made the whole process of everything to do what we call turnovers um, smooth where I don't have to be there. Um, so, and, and that goes just setting setting the expectation with your team and, and actually having a, a, a team on ground. So I have a team that's situated in Myrtle Beach from a landscaper, to handyman, to um, to uh, my the, the person that runs my uh, my cleaning team, um, and trying to think about a, pro a property manager. Also, I have down there um, that I can call upon. That if like something needs to happen, somebody needs to have face to face interaction with a guest. Um, and then I have all my suppliers and vendors list. That if my handyman can't do it, okay, here's the appliance guy, here's the plumber guy, and then I just call backup. I mean. And just make the calls and i treat everybody good so i can keep the relationship i'm not going to lose a good relationship over like 25 dollars or something like that you know i just want to keep everybody good i mean last year was so good um I, I just thought of it in the way that how i did my flips i gave everybody that worked with me a christmas bonus because i knew how hard last year was on everybody so it's like 
you know, even though the season was over, um, you know, I just wanted them to know that I'm here for them and their families. And, you know, they, 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 you know, every, people respect that type of stuff. So when I need a favor, cause they know I'm in Maryland, they're like, okay, Mr. Bailey, I'm going to go out there for you. Not a problem. Good. And so speaking of season, what, what is the season um, in Myrtle beach? So Myrtle beach for the season, I would say kicks off in, in May, the true season. So May to August is the true season, but you will actually get rentals from February to April, but it'll be like somebody just like weekends or maybe April, you, you, you start getting people that may want to do weeks. But when I say May, May is when we start, we start booking full weeks. It's just um, Saturday to Saturday rentals all the way to the, to August, to the end of August, to, to mid September actually. But that's when I kind of block it out for the family for us to go down. Okay. All right. And so how, how are you advertising? Because I, I believe it was in January of this year that you told me the, the whole season's already booked. So how, how are you advertising? What, what sites are you advertising on? So, so we advertise on all the major sites like Airbnb, HomeAway, VRBO, um, Orbitz. I mean, it's everywhere, but quite honest, the thing is this, my, my duplex would be available all the way to June because it's a different customer. So that customer is going to be a last minute customer just trying to get away and find a place at the beach. The oceanfront property is an experience, you know, and most what we realize in this short term rental industry is that most people start planning their vacation right after Christmas, after the holidays, when they get together and figure out who's going to do their traveling um, with them. They're trying to, you know, book their experience and that then the ratings. I mean, on all sites right now, my property has a five star rating. Um, and that's something I pride myself with. We work really hard to, 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 to maintain um, in this day and age. So when people see the five star rating, they see the oceanfront, they see the beach, it checks all the boxes, um, what they're looking for. And then it also helps that, you know, we rank on top that we do do a little bit of advertising with, um, you know, SEO on Google, but I don't even have to, I don't do it as much no more because my, um, my clients that stay there, they share it on their social media. And um, I have a lot of repeat clients that come back. And so talk a little bit about ratings. And so what, what are you guys doing um, to get great ratings? What are the little things that you're doing um, at the property, in the property, um, that is showing a lot of goodwill to get ratings. So, a lot, like, so, so for instance, um, like the last person that just stayed with us, you know, I know it was their birthday. It was the wife's birthday, and they booked two weeks to stay down there. Um, that was the one when we had that conversation, that text, and I share 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 that information with you. Yeah. So, so for one thing, when anybody checks in, we normally have a a a, a, a cake that's baked by a local baker that's there. Once again, supporting local businesses, um, and then we have a postcard that's like a, a that has a picture of the house that just saying thank you for visiting Bailey's Blue Ocean View, and you know personalized to the person that stays there. Um, but this particular person that stayed down there, we knew it was her birthday, so on their like third day, we on the day of her birthday. We actually even sent like a gift of um, edible delights um, to the house with a birthday card. Um, and then we found out that she was into yoga. So I was able to coordinate with her husband, um, a private yoga instructor that could come over and give them some yoga um, lessons on the beach. 
and stuff like that. So it's really taking the opportunity to be like the concierge and say, hey, you want to know where the restaurants are? This is a restaurant I would recommend. Do you like this type of food? Do you want vegan? Do you want you want the best steak? This is a good place to go. Um, do you want to go to a show for the kids? You know, you want to check out the pirate show? This is a good show. Um, you know, just giving them that reference where they feel like they're not just getting in a, a, a hotel room. They're they're being welcomed to somebody's home and being treated as a guest. And they're so thankful for it. Um, and they, they, they feel like they're part of the family. So that's really what it is. Also to the fact that the uh, Atlantic Beach Water Sports is right next, like when you walk out my house, they're right there in the front. So partnering, once again, local businesses, those guests that stay at my house get a discount you know, on all their, you know, where it's parasailing, kayaking, the jet skis, stuff like that. They're like, oh, you staying at Bailey's Blue? Or have, first of all, you know, you get your, here's your free chairs, your umbrella, don't worry about that. What you want to do, you want to do banana boat. They give you, they, they roll out the red, cop, red carpet. So everybody feels like, okay, since I'm staying here, I feel like, you know, it's like Norman Cheers. Everybody knows me, I'm treated like family, and um, it's all love. And so what so what what's the biggest difference between just a regular residential rental versus Airbnb? And tell us why you'll uh, I think you told me you'll never go back to just a regular residential rental. So I, I would say that the main thing is this. You got to think about it. People are there for vacationing in a short term stay. So in a short term stay, they're not in the property all day, you know, every day. They're in and out. They're trying to be at the beach. They're trying to go at dinner. They're trying to see shows. This is just where they want to lay their head and they're going to have some fun. So the, the it's less wear and tear. Second of all, you know when your property is getting clean. When they check out, I have a cleaning team coming in. They're doing a deep clean every time, especially after COVID. Um, it's even a even stricter checklist that they have to do um, that they're deep cleaning the property. If somebody's long-term staying, you never even know when they're cleaning your property. So um, I get, and if anything is damaged, I'm fine out right there, right away. And then I'm also have insurance for every guest. So the insurance would then cover, oh, you broke the table, no, per no problem, report it, let's get it replaced. And then let's keep it moving versus long-term person. I may never know what's been damaging or, or happening on the property. So that's why I said, I, I, I like it so much better. Um, and then the the, the revenue is, is, is better, you know, for the short, like I said, the short-term stay could cover your mortgage I mean, Bailey Blue and the duplex is two different situations, but either way, the fact that uh, you see more income, um, the income is greater, less wear and tear, and then I and then I get to use the properties for myself for vacation. So it's a win-win. I'm never going to my renters for a vacation. I mean, you know, so right. it's a win. So talk about the money. So let's say they book in January, they put down a deposit in January, right? Even though they may not rent until July. And then when do they pay the balance? Because it's all paid before they even step foot in there. Correct. So depending on what platform they're on, so some some instances, if it's Airbnb, and it's also depending on how you set your, your standard. So um, on Airbnb, I have it where there is refunds up to the week of. Um, so so if, if, if something happened, like, you know, two weeks out, you know, you can still get your refund. But if it's coming in the finance seven day um, thing, there is no refunds because they have to be paid in full by that. As far as me, I don't get any of that money until they check in. Now, with um, if some other some other platforms that I use that it's either you use it or lose it. 
So, but once again, I don't get the money until they check in. So I, I, the money, the money is pretty much banking based upon when they check in. So even though they book in January, Airbnb may take a deposit from them, but I don't see anything until they check into the property in June to June or July. And so um, during the season, how many months of income does it will it take to pay for the whole year? Um, so for Bailey's Blue, my income is paid in a month for the year. So one year, one year will cover the whole year mortgage. So that's why I'm not, I'm not really, um, not stressing it. So <laughs> yeah, so one month, so one month will pay for the whole year. Once June passes, I'm good, and we're in July, so I'm good. So yeah, that and that and that's that's why I was telling um I think I was having a conversation with Steve when we was talking about last year um you know with COVID it was a lot going on, but it was just amazing like when it opened up it opened up and South Carolina was open and May came and we had June numbers in May and I was like what's going on here, and then June came and you know it just it was it was probably it was it was our best our best year you know. That's that was precedent to this year. That made that changed everything. I would say, with COVID happening, a lot of change within society. We've seen, you know, from people doing Zooms and stuff like that. But the, even the traveling has changed. Not many people want to be in a hotel anymore. Right. They want to travel with their friends and family. They don't want to be in a pool that has like thirty kids that nobody knows. You know, they want to be in their own private pools. And if they can, they'll pay a premium for that experience. So you take those those situations and then you think of the fact that what attracted me the most, like I said, first of all, was the history of Atlantic Beach that really got me interested. Um, but then I thought about we've been going here since we've been married every year, at least twice a year, because it's drivable. And then I started meeting so many people like, oh, yeah, we go to Myrtle Beach. We go to Myrtle Beach. And I'm like, well, everybody's going to Myrtle Beach up here. I need to get a place in Myrtle Beach. Um, and then that's the same thing that happened when COVID happened. Nobody was taking airplanes to go fly to Florida. They were driving to Myrtle Beach, you know, or they were taking those long drives where they can go and feel safe. So it, it, it's been a blessing. And so I, I met with um, an old classmate Sunday, this past Sunday in D.C. in Northeast, in Marshall Heights. Okay. Um, she wanted to sell her house. Part of the reason why she wanted to sell her house is because the next door neighbor was renting their house out Airbnb. Um, so is that something that you would do here locally? And I know a couple of our other agents here have rental properties in Prince George's County and they're renting them out Airbnb. So locally, would you do the same? So so my thoughts on it locally is um, not really, um, unless it's the whole thing that makes Airbnb successful is it has to be a destination that people are going to travel to and that you're going to see that residual person come on a different basis, continual. Um, so yes, like there's certain places that you can probably say that you can see that may be attractive, like National Harbor or something of that nature. Um, but as far as just to say, because I have a condo, I want to do it as an Airbnb, it's not, not what I would want to do myself. I, I don't think, and then also you have to see that, um, you have to also see if it's legal within that particular area, um, that jurisdiction. So yeah. that's why you want to make sure that, you know, because I know that also there are certain jurisdictions, especially in D.C., there was um, certain issues that they were like, you know, trying to stop that because um, it's affecting the hotels and uh, hospitality. Yeah. 
consistency, but they're not getting the tax dollars. There's a certain amount of days in some jurisdictions like D.C., um, and I think it's a total of, I want to say six months, a total of six months mm -hmm. that you can do. I think state of South Carolina, though, you can do Airbnb all year long. It's a tourist town, man. So that's why I say you want to do business where you're welcome. Um, and and I mean, I'm so, once again, like I said, learning how the relationships with, like, with politicians and how everything I think is so important that we get so caught up in just a fraction of the business and saying, hey, I just want to do a flip. Um, but, you know, you can do a flip and be working with the housing authority to, to, to provide affordable housing as a general contract in a whole different capacity um, and not have to use all your financial resources. So um, what I do down there is I really develop strong relationships with the city council of Atlantic Beach, the town manager, the mayor. Um, I mean, I have the I have the police chief on my cell phone. So if I see something, I call like I'm not just an outside investor. I'm I will, I will travel down to be a part of the meetings, um, you know, and, and address whatever concerns that they're looking at or weigh in on, on some discussions where, you know, I think that they could use my um, my expertise. So you've painted a, a perfect picture of a real estate investment strategy for Airbnb. There's got to be something. There's got to be some type of drawbacks, um, some type of mistakes that you may have made. Um, can you speak to any of those things that you can think of? Every, every, everything is not perfect. No, you're right. You're right. Everything is not perfect. Um, so I think, I think it's not about the strategy that you use, but that's why I said you have to trust the process. The biggest landmine that I could have done is I could have bought the property that I was looking at on another side of town where I had no connections, I didn't have my team in place. It was probably made about 30 or 40 minutes away, but I wanted another ocean beach property, um, but it was already built. When I already knew the strategy that I wanted to do was to build from the ground up. And what I did with this new property, I didn't just buy this oceanfront property, but I was able to broker the deal where I can get the land also behind it. So I'm now gonna be building Bailey's Lighthouse um, and then also in the back, we'll be doing about another six units in the future um, that we can actually do. So as far as negatives, as far as Airbnb, I, I don't have any negative situations at this point in time um, because a lot of things that I've read about as far as, you know, what if your jurisdiction changes and they started going abandoning Airbnb and so on and so forth. I'm speaking to the council people. I'm working with the mayor. I'm dealing with their concerns. Um, talking about um, as far as trash and, you know, because you're having people overflowing trash and stuff like that, um, you know, some of the neighbors may get offended in that. I'm having Zoom meetings with the other Airbnb short-term rental owners on a weekly basis so we can problem solve those issues. So now we have, the town has their own private pickup, which is on Tuesday. But what we did, we came together and we got another private pickup for our homes alone for um, for Saturday when people check out. So this way, our trash is not just hanging around. Um, so it's like I'm my whole thing is is I identify the problems that I'm hearing and seeing in other chats, and then I'm solving them before they become an issue where I'm doing business. But it's easier for me to do it because all my business is consolidated in one area versus I'm spread out here. I got a you know one house there, one house there. And that's what I realized that's been beneficial for me, just even doing business here in Prince George's County, is that 
the, the commas that I have are 15 minutes away in each direction, you know? So the same plumber that I can use can service all of them. Same situation I have down there. So once I have a good team, that was the hardest part. That's the obstacle is putting together your team. Um, I've been to, I'm on my, that's what I would say. If you want a true statement, because because things are going so smooth right now with my um, my cleaner that's running my team, I almost forgot that this is my third cleaner. Um, and my first two had all types of issues. Um, but, you know, that's the hardest part. And that's what was, that it was, it was hurting my business. But the reason I probably don't reflect on it as much is because it was hurting the duplex and they never got a chance to really impact Bailey's Blue because by that time I switched up and found me somebody that was professional and that understood that this is not a sidekick. This is a job. I'm paying you with 1099s. This is a job that I'm expecting a high level of um, expertise on. So you do, you've done a, you and your family have done a phenomenal job um, thus far. I know you, I know that you're a big thinker and you set your goals high. And so what, what does the future look like for, um, you know, really for your portfolio, for your financial future? What, what are you trying to accomplish in the future? Um, so all of this started because I wanted financial freedom. You know, I wanted financial freedom. I didn't want to have the opportunity where I had to be tied to an actual job. Um, and I've, I, we've achieved that, you know, that, that, so now I, the fact that I'm, I'm at the job that I that started the whole process is, you know, working on the 7-Eleven real estate side is kind of funny. Um, but I enjoy it. I mean, my life now is 360 real estate. Um, so I enjoy that. But as far as what my, my financial future looks like, I think it looks good, Greg. I mean, I think it looks really good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, I think the good part about it is that I like doing business with family. So, you know, like even the lot that we have, um, we've got, we have like my nephew and nieces and my wife's sister, and they're going to be getting their own, um, you know, oceanfront property as well. Um, we love the fact that when our family's together, like all the grandparents, everybody, it's just, it's a beautiful feeling. You know, it's a beautiful feeling when you can just tell somebody, um, you know, I know something's going on in your life and yada, yada, yada. Um, you know what? How about you just go to the beach house and go relax? You know, because a vacation, I don't care what it, anybody tells you. I've never seen anybody come back mad after a, after a vacation. It's just like, you know, it's just it's like a healing experience. So that's the part. The, the, the financial part is great and it's a true blessing. But really having the opportunity to be a blessing to others has been um, the true benefit for us. And that's what we see in the reviews from the guests. And um, and I think that's why we're so passionate about continuing on, bringing on Bailey's Lighthouse and Bailey's Villas, Village and all that type of stuff. So it's just and, and seeing the town be fulfilled to what its full potential is. That's that's what I get the most joy from. Because like I said, when I started, I'm from Harlem. So growing up in Harlem, I remember when those buildings were burnt down buildings and they were doing auctions for a dollar and stuff like that. And nobody wanted them to go to Harlem now today. And these brownstones are like three million dollars, you know. Right. Right. It's crazy. You know, and then, you know, when you see the story and history about Greenwood and Black Wall Street and then just to see this town that maintained its charter and its own identity for years and preserved and just to keep it the way it is. Um, to be a part of that 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 restoration of bringing it back to its heyday, 
Um, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's a blessing just to be a part of it. And it's not just me. There's a lot of new owners that have come down there and they've developed it. And to see, I mean, I've seen grown people walk by that said that they've known this, been here for like 30 years. And to see what it is today, it brings tears to, this eye, to, to their eyes. And that's what's, that's, that, that's, like I said, when you see your vision manifest and the power of Finn and how God can work, like you would say, won't he do it? It's, 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 it's like, okay. And, and, and that's what gets me going. And that's what gets me going and, um, you know, the motivation, because I know it's going to be bigger than me. And it's not just for my kids. Yes, it's generational wealth. And yes, it's um, financial freedom. But it's true inspiration to show that anything is possible and that we can work as a collective to make things happen because many hands make light work. Absolutely. So let, last question, what advice would you give someone um, who, who wants to get into real estate investing, wants to get into Airbnb? Because we, as, as I, I've said, it's, it's kind of a, it's a new phenomenon, but it's, it's a wave that's gonna stay here because of the advent of the, the pandemic and COVID-19. More people want, like you said, to, to um, to rent out Airbnb versus hotels. One getting in, what's what's kind of the first steps? What advice would you give them? Um, I would say research the area that you want to get into and um, know know where it is, meaning and then know what um, who's going to be traveling there. Um, and then also you want to start running comps, just like you would do on any investment property, to figure out okay, if I buy it at this price, what is going to be the mortgage? Then how much am I going to have to um, make to cover my mortgage. And then once again, then just verify through Airbnb rental numbers. You could um, see how much is gonna be renting for. And, and, and then, I mean, the the most, you can overanalyze anything, you know? You can overanalyze and say, hey, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. But at the end of the day, if you really wanna do it, then take the leap of faith. I mean, go out there and, and make it happen. I mean. I'm not going to tell you to go out and just start pricing oceanfront properties because I didn't start at oceanfront properties. You know, I had a plan and an exit. You know, if this mortgage wasn't going to be covered, I, for my initial budget, my mortgage wasn't supposed to be covered in a month. But just as the way the appreciation and values and everything started running up, um, but I had my properties, my rental properties that were paid off. So my thing was at the end of the day, my rental properties can cover my mortgage. So I wouldn't say just go for the biggest, you know, opportunity, but go for the one that you're most financially comfortable that you can handle and start there. Cause once you start, then you can add on. And then as you add on, then you can get bigger opportunities. But I think too many times people want to go and try to catch a shark and they never even caught a goldfish. You know, it's a whole different pool and it can pull you in. And you could drown. So you got to be able. Everything that I did, from the flipping to the wholesaling, to even you know giving my free time and working as an advisor on these boards, prepared me and gave me the knowledge so I can be able to see these opportunities and understand them. Um, working for other investors as a realtor, that that gave me the opportunity to recognize what areas I wanted to buy. So when the market corrected itself. I knew exactly what condo associations I wanted to approach because I knew the rents. I knew what the other people were buying. And so I was like, this deal got to be a great deal. So, um, but I, I mean, you really, you, you can't, you can't overstudy. You can't overanalyze and paralyze yourself and do nothing. So you got to really just go out and have faith, but you're only going to have faith with doing practice 
Um, analyze several deals, analyze your area. Don't just listen to somebody because Leon said, hey, Myrtle Beach is it for him. Um, you know, I go back and forth with Steve. He gives me a good argument when he talks about Miami because he knows that area. He knows that market. So yes. do it. go out there and do it. You know, right. go out there and do it. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I do have one last question. Mm -hmm. um, what, what if anything um, does race play a role in um, in the Airbnb world? More specifically, when you're when you're marketing yourself on BRBO Airbnb, um, are you guys actually putting um, your face on the advertisements? And and how are you also decorating the house? Mm, that's a great question. So. Um, so if, for those that see on Airbnb, if you typed in Bailey's blue, you see a picture of me. Um, and it's just overlooking. I think I was on a boat on, on one of the boats when we was out there and it's just me looking at the ocean. Um, so, but yes, you do know I'm African-American. Um, <laughs> um, but the house, no, I mean, the house is it's just a beach house. I mean, it's not like we have Kente up, you know, but at the same time, um, there is pictures in the, in, in the property. Um, there is a couple pictures that, that you can see. Maybe I think my kids um, playing on the beach or something like that. Um, but once again, we are presenting it that you're being welcomed into our home. You know, it, 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 I'm not going to hide who I am. Um, because, and, and, and a lot of the times, I would say a lot of my guests, for the most part, um, have been from other races. Yeah, I mean, diverse all the way across. Um, but no, we have not had to hide. I think just, I think the way that you want to set up your home is almost like a model home. Um, you want to, your, your home should have its own personality. So with um, Bailey's Blue, um, you have the bunk beds that are set up that, as if you're um, staring a ship. You have the paddle boats. Um, the mermaid room, you have pictures of mermaids and stuff like that. Um, so every room has its own personality, but it's all about like that you're, you're on a voyage and you're on a boat. Um, and then even when you go upstairs, there's a surfboard, um, you know, hanging on the wall um, with the, um, with the, I forgot what you call them, the holes that they have the mirror, like when you're in a submarine. So it, it has a personality. And I think that's what you want to make sure that your home has a personality that people say, you know what? I really enjoyed that house, especially if they're bringing their kids. Um, and then, of course, you want to make sure you have all the updated technology. Like you want to have all your TVs to be smart TVs like Roku TVs and so on and so forth. And so for you, race, is, race doesn't really play a role in this whatsoever. No. And, and, and throughout the journey, never even thought about it. No, I mean, so I think I I have not thought about it. The conversation has come up in, in the aspect of that people say, you know, you're in South Carolina, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm doing business here in South Carolina. Um, and, and, I, and, I, and I meet all my contractors face to face, you know, whether they're builders or, you know, my architects. And they see that I'm an African man, but they also see that I'm about my business. They see that I am going to hold them accountable. They see that I know what the process should be. Um, and that's the whole thing. I'm not, I'm, I'm not asking for respect. 
my actions are demanding it because I'm paying and for a service and you can be replaced. So that's where, um, yeah, I, I, I haven't fit, I haven't felt a situation that has made me say that one way or the other because of my race has been impacted from doing Airbnb. And once again, I am doing Airbnb in um, Atlantic Beach, which is a, a, a black historic, historic um, beach town. But it's funny because most of the guests, they do not think of it as that because it's in deemed North Myrtle Beach. Um, but when they come, it's, the town doesn't hide it, which I love. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's part of our history. And I think that's one of the, the, the good things about where we are today is that we're trying to get people to un- embrace and understand the past so we can all have a brighter future and work together. Well, this has been phenomenal, man. Everything that you've shared is um, just a bunch of nuggets. And so you and Benita and your family, you guys should be um, applauded for what you've done. And, and I know that the best is yet to come. And so I just really want to thank you um, for being on here. Um, a, a lot of your boys are on here making comments. Uh, your boy um, Marquise has got his popcorn. <laughs> Marquise, too much. I just want to thank you, Greg. I mean, honestly, a lot of the stuff that, that I'm applying is is stuff that, like, I used to say, and I tell that's why when you ask to come out, I'm always willing to come out because you've always been there for me as far as the coaching and he's like, Hey, why don't you join my brokerage? And I tried to shut you down early and I came down eventually. And then I was like, damn, I missed out on a whole lot. Um, but you know, just even like, um, Dr. Joe introducing me to him and hearing him speak that, you know, having those type of people that you can hear their story and you can see, they look just like you Absolutely. Um, and, and they, they have the same capacity, but they just had the will to push out and do it. And then they hear Dr. Joe then on Bigger Pockets. I'm like, that's the same Dr. Joe that was up in, you know, um, Greg's office and he gave the whole speech. So it's just like, we're all the same, but it's just like some of us are scared to take that leap of faith. So, I mean, and then hanging around Marquise and Steve, I mean, when I heard Marquise talk about he's doing his own construction coming, I'm like, yo, everybody is raising it up a level. And and I love it because iron sharp is iron. And that's why I love being around you guys. So um, it's, it's all one team over here at BRS. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate the love. No, absolutely, right, man. All right. Yeah, I've been to uh, Common Avenue in Harlem uh, recently. We used to have a family apartment there for like 50 years, and it's totally changed. And so, yeah, Harlem has definitely changed. Definitely. So, look, man, um, much success. Looking forward to see what you and the family do in the future. Uh, I guess I'll see you outside tomorrow, 6 o'clock in the morning, walking. Yep. That's the only way I can catch you. See if you give me a wholesale deal. I'm just going to hey, there you go. Nah, it's all good, man. Definitely catch you on the walk. Um, if anybody wants to follow me, my IG is um, barely made it. Um, so you can just do that. And if you want to see the properties, like uh, you can check out Bailey's Blue Ocean View. And if you want to see, because we're actually posting some updates as we're doing um, the lighthouse, just um, you can do on Instagram Bailey's Lighthouse. And then you can see as we're constructing it, because we're just going to be documenting it as it's being constructed. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, man. Take care. God bless. God bless. Everybody have a good day. Take care, guys. All right.